welcome to Real Talk with Bishop Brown. Our hope is that you are blessed and that your relationship with God continues to grow and flourish. The next voice that you'll hear will be that of Bishop Brown. Thank you for listening. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad up in it. Come on, let's bless the Lord one more time, at least just because, just because, just because he's God, just because he's good, just because he's available, alive, aware, and accessible, we ought to bless the Lord every time we get an opportunity. We got an opportunity right now. Let's bless the Lord. Amen. We have been, we have been uh, nurtured in this space this morning by the presence of God and, of course, uh, the music ministry and the deacons ministry, certainly our hands of grace and our hospitality have ushered in the presence of God, and uh, we praise him for uh, just doing all things well, just doing all things well. I want to just piggyback on that last announcement, uh, last announcement regarding uh, our uh, sharing uh, with the community uh, out in the Carson area on yesterday in the rain, in the cold. I'm talking about, you know, smoke coming out your mouth, all of that. And, uh, and when I pulled up, it was a full uh, assembly line. It looked like Ford Motor Company at that. And, uh, and I want to just acknowledge publicly Minister John Stevens. Would you stand? Come on, y'all. Come on, let's... Amen. 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 How blessed we are uh, to have uh, committed and devoted uh, people uh, who sacrifice and serve at the pleasure of the king. And uh, amen. And it was just a wonderful sight to see uh, so many of you. I believe there was a total of around 40 people involved in the whole process yeah uh, they actually began on Friday cooking nobody called and asked me to cook anything I don't know what's happening with that I don't know what you heard about me but I understand we got you know liability issues and all of that but I would I was available I was willing uh, but we praise God for those who who did do what they did do um, I want us to pray for our first lady, Sister Karen Annette uh, Brown. It is not because I cooked for her, but she has been sick uh, for the last two or three days. And, uh, and uh, pray for her. Uh, pray for me. I, 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 she's watching, I'm sure, right now, and I can't say too much. But pray for me. Pray, pray for our brother. Cause just pray. <laughs> Y'all not praying, I can tell. Y'all not, y'all not praying. Uh, yeah, my, my daughter as well. She shares in the load of of caring for her mother, and uh, she does a wonderful job. But pray for us, pray for pray for us, um, husbands. If you've ever had to, you know, minister to your wife when she's sick, um, pray for us. Uh, on a serious note, I want us to also cover with prayer our brother Andre Watson. Uh, his mother uh, went home to be with the Lord this morning. And uh, so we want to send up prayers for uh, 
Andre and for their entire family. Um, uh, he's been he's been by her side uh, for many 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 uh, months, if not years, and certainly as her time uh, on Earth uh, began to kind of wind up, uh, he was I mean he was right there, and uh, and so we want to cover him with prayer and uh, cover their family with prayer. I have no information on any, on any uh, arrangements as of yet, but we'll certainly be sure to share uh, that information with you as soon as possible. Amen? Amen. Amen. In fact, uh, uh, what he's going through right now really leads me into what I want to talk about this morning. Uh, would you stand and turn with me in your Bibles um, to the Gospel of John, chapter 13? John, chapter 13. Meet me in verses 34. In verse 34 and 35. John. 13. And before reading the scripture, let's just breathe a word of prayer. Father, we thank you now for the written, spoken, and living word of God. We ask that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts, that we might behold wondrous things in your law, respond in our own hearts to what you reveal to us, and then help us now to rush and put it into practice. These things we ask in the name of Jesus, who is our Christ. The people of God said, Amen. A new commandment I give to you that you help me right here. Love who? One another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. How? If you love, if you have love for one another. I want to talk about the love system. The love system. You may have your seats with your scriptures open in front of you. I am um, learning more and more how much I don't know. And uh, I, have, I have been hearing about all of my life, I'm sure, but really kind of just recently started to study systems. Systems. Uh, when you think about life, the world we live in, we are surrounded by systems, um, solar system, um, ecosystem, uh, even in our bodies are multiple systems. Everything God has designed flows via systems. 
it is probably only people that try to function outside of systems. I mean, and not all of us, but some of us. But to the extent one person functions or tries to outside of the systems, uh, the whole suffers. I'm learning more and more of the interconnectivity of humanity. Let me see if I can make that clear. Is there anybody here who did not, who grew up like I did, um, I went to the dentist when I was a kid. But either in my family or in my ignorance, there was not a lot of talk about flossing teeth. Now, I know now it's a little different. You got commercials and all that. But, but growing up, I did not hear a lot about flossing teeth. Quit looking at my gap. You just, just, just. Uh, and, and now when I look at my family, I'm talking about not just my household, but, you know, aunts and uncles. Somebody got a witness back there. It sounds like somebody that doesn't have no teeth. Uh, when, I, when I look at the people in my family dynamic, um, you know, my ancestors, I don't think a lot of them focused on flossing. There were a lot of dentures and partials. In my family. Um, with the exception of my little brother. My little brother for, I guess, he had some accidents when he was young. And uh, incidents, accidents. And it, it forced him to have to, again, go to the dentist. And he seemed to take seriously the whole notion of taking good care of your teeth. But for the most part, beyond that, everybody has issues. So, so, so what I've discovered, however, is, the, is that one of the reasons I think we take our teeth so lightly, or at least we did, did then, is because we did not really understand systems. We thought of teeth, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, and I'm just, I'm in retrospect now. We thought of our teeth as standalone units. You know, my, my teeth are, you know, they're just, they just do what they do, and they don't have any connection or relationship with my feet, my hands, my hair, my this or my that. They just... They just were their own man. They were their own, their own deal. And I have come to discover that our teeth are interconnected with everything else. 
For our teeth and the strength or weakness thereof determine how well we digest our food. Which determine how well our bodies are healthy or not. Y'all come on, just wake up for just a little while. I promise you, the more awake you are, the less I'm going to take. But, but, but I want us to start thinking about uh, the various aspects of our physicality and how neglect in one area affects every other area. <laughs> I look at my nails. And I grew up in an era where men did not get their nails done. Brother, can anybody, I'm talking about in the, in the 70s. and the, Some did. I'm not saying this is true of everybody. But nobody in my high school was talking about, bro, you get them nails done? You, you get. And please don't talk about feet. Consequently, I grew up paying little to no attention to my hands or my uh, feet. My hands look okay. My feet look like a crime scene. And having feet that are not taken care of have consequences beyond the feet. Anybody tracking with me yet? Anybody, anybody bought cars but were not taught how to maintain your car? Something happens when you don't change that oil. When you don't keep those tires properly inflated when you when you neglect any aspect of what I'm saying to us this morning is that and this is not just a spiritual thing this is just a a a life thing that everything functions within a system God before the foundation of the world, implemented the love system. Fact about it, he is love. And, and, and this, this idea of love is not about uh, <laughs> you feeling good. That may be a byproduct of it. But love from God's perspective, and somebody can help me because I've been sharing this for many years, this kind of love, akapao in the Greek language, which really means uh, a, a minimum of emotion. So it's not about feeling good. A maximum of what? Commitment. Seeking the best good. For the object of your concern by doing what needs to be done when? Even when you don't feel like doing it. That's love. That's love. 
So here when Jesus says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another, he is saying that you have a minimum of emotion, a maximum of commitment, seeking the best good for the object of your concern by doing what needs to be done, even when you don't feel like doing it. Jesus is saying that if the church is going to be who I came, died, rose, sent the Spirit for them to be and am coming back to see, you can only do it through this system of love. And what I find many times is that we use the word love to describe uh, I like you a lot. We use the term love to describe uh, I really, you really make me feel this kind of way and I want you to feel that kind of way. But it has nothing to do with feelings. And so, and so this organism, this system that Jesus has introduced and implemented is critical to who, to the survival of the church. Without love, we do not survive. Come on, Joe. What is it that sets us apart from every other entity on the map, on the globe? What sets the church apart from a fraternity or a sorority? What sets the church apart from a government or a dictatorship? Or, uh, or, or what sets us apart uh, from your job? What do we do different? What do we offer more? What do, what's different about us? Well, it can't be how good we look because you look great. It can't be, it can't be, it can't be any of the other superficial things that we see every day. That can't be the difference. The difference is love. The difference is love. And I've learned just because somebody says I love you does not necessarily mean they agapao you. There's three forms of love, uh, at least three actually, uh, uh, in the Greek language. We, we apply it to everything, but there is eros, which is physical, uh, romantic, where we would get the word erotic from. There's love on that level. There is phileo which is a friendly kind of love as evident in, evident in the uh, team called the Eagles who showed so much love, they let other teams just, anyway, that's, I'm sorry. Uh, it's a friendship, brotherly kind of love. It's friend on the soul level. But then this agapao is the highest form. This is, this is the love that God shows toward us. In fact, Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrated, that key word right there lets you know that it ain't about feelings. God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's way beyond I feel good about you. 
Because Jesus died for a people that had nothing to offer him. He died for a people knowing the same people would disobey him. It's not because you make me feel good. It's because you need it. And, and Jesus says, I'm the only one that can meet that need. That's what love is. I'm wearing a T-shirt right now. This is the, this is Team Rubens shirt because this is the month of January. And uh, if you're in here and you, you're, in part of t- you're part of Team Ruben, would you stand? You, if you're born in the month of January, let me see you. Amen. Wow, look at that. Look at that. Anybody up there ain't no January rights? All right. Amen. How special. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, and Team Ruben is a part of our team ministry. Um, I introduced the team ministry uh, when I first got to Liberty some 18, 19 years ago. And, uh, and then when I was called to Judson, introduced the same, the same thing um, as a vehicle for loving one another. And I got to tell you, I, I've not, you would think I had introduced, um, you know, you would think I had introduced how to become a drug addict. You would think I was introducing a program on how, how to live and how to, how to live and stay in poverty. You would think I had introduced a, a system that, that, said, that said, you know, we, we want to get as far away from one another as possible. When I see the resistance and the rebellion and the rejection of a biblically grounded and founded ministry. I'm, 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 I'm bamboozled. I'm hoodwinked. I'm, I'm, I run them. I don't, I don't, I can't figure it out. What, what is so hard about, what is so challenging about uh, connecting? Y'all talk to me just a little while. This is, this is, this is unconventional church today. What, what, what is it about connecting? Look, when I was a freshman in college, I didn't know anything about, well, I knew very little about fraternities, sororities. And my, my roommates one day said, uh, man, we're going to this meeting, and uh, 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 we're just going to... Check it out. I think one of my, either my roommates or a friend of a roommate had a buddy who was in this organization. It was not a Greek organization. It was what's called a non-Greek organization at Prairie View A&M University. Anybody went to Prairie View? All right. You went to Prairie View? Oh, you just know about it. Yeah. Prairie View. Nobody here went to Prairie View? Well, Sister Kelly. Sister Kelly. All right. Anyway, um, so this organization, you know, was, as it turns out, it was a non-Greek organization. 
And I had no idea what they were about. I had no idea what they did or didn't do or what their, what their principles, their standards were. I just went along because I wanted to be connected. And I went through the pledging process. And that process was the hardest process of pledging that I have done on any level. When I say any level, I'm talking about Greek level. I'm talking about Masonic level. I'm talking about anything I pledged. This thing was harder than those things. I got scars right now on my arm somewhere for having gone through this process. I could have been killed trying to be a part of this organization that I didn't know anything about. But now, but now, fast forward 40 years, I'm serving the Lord's church and trying to implement a ministry that you don't have to pledge, you don't have to go online, now I don't mean, I mean you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to go through a process all you have to do to be in this thing is to have a birthday. Anybody in here have a birthday? So you're already included. And all you have to do is to love and be loved. And, and in the first place, let me tell you what was challenging. Finding people, faithful people, who would lead the monthly groups. Now, you would think that that required, you know, you had to have a doctorate degree. You had to have, you have to know the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. You, 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 you have to have won at least 10 souls a month since you've been a believer. Uh, you have to give X number of dollars to the church. You have to have a, uh, 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 what you call it when you, when, you, when you don't have any absences? Perfect attendance at church. I'm saying you would think that the requirements were like that. Just to find 12 leaders of both churches. 12. And then, of course, we needed assistance and we needed other, you know. But my point is, this is such low-hanging fruit that, that, that it can't be about the ability to do it. It boils down to the willingness to do it. The willingness, the willingness to lead a group of whoever was born in your month and, and to, you know, to seek to keep up with you because in the church, in the body of Christ, everybody has life issues. 
when, when, Moses, when Moses was, was serving the children of Israel, this is after they came out of the Red, across the Red Sea. They're in the wilderness. Um, and Moses, Moses was, was taking care of all the people of Israel. That, were, that was probably in the millions of people. And, and Moses would, would go out, sun up, and hear all the people's concerns. And then by the time of sundown, Moses, I said, put his, his you know, we're clothes sign on the thing and went home. Well, his father-in-law, Jethro, got wind of this. He said, man, what are you doing? Moses said, well, I'm just doing what the Lord told me to do. I'm just, I'm taking care of the people. I'm leading the people. I'm serving the people. He said, man, you're going to kill yourself and you're going to kill these people. Because if, if, if everything is hanging on you, you are too finite to handle all of this. God never designed one person to do all. The only one person that God put everything on his shoulders was Jesus. And last time I checked, I have no nails in my hand or scars in my hand or any of that, nor do any of you. I hadn't checked, but I'm sure you don't. And so everything else is meant to be shared and divided. And so his father-in-law said, Moses, choose, choose some good men and put them over smaller groups and let the men handle the situations. Now, if it gets too big for them, then escalate it and get, have them bring it to you. But under normal circumstances, they should be able to handle it. New Testament church. Acts chapter 6. The church has grown to well over five or 6,000 people. And church is not very old, right? But, but, but now um, the church had a commitment to taking care of the widows of the church. And because now the Holy Spirit has, has come and the church has become this multicultural situation, you've got Hebrews and you've got uh, uh, Hellenists, Greeks. They're all a part of this church. It's a multicultural church. Now watch this. They're taking care of the widows by serving them food. But now like the church and like, like every church, you know, you got... You got, you got favorites. And so they were taking care of the Hebrew widows, but they were not taking care of the Greek widows. And so, and so the, the leaders of the church, the apostles of the church, um, called a meeting and said, now look, our job as apostles is to pray and teach the word. That's all we're called to do. So I tell y'all what y'all do. Choose seven men. And these seven men are going to divide the labor and take care of all of y'all's widows. And to this day, those men are called deacons. And the deacon's job is to assist the man of God by serving the people of God. In other words, uh, they are to do what they can do uh, so that the men of God can do what they've been called to do. And when you divide the labor, uh, the whole body gets blessed. 
kind of knew it wasn't going to be no shouting today, but, you know. But I need you to hear my heart. <laughs> because I want you to see something. Here, here, I want you to see this. In this text, Jesus says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. Just as I have loved you. Let me stop right there because this, the first point that I want to make here is the reality that, that in this love system, Jesus gives us the example of love. There ought to be some points flowing on the screen in a minute or somewhere. Yeah, uh, uh, Jesus is the example of what love. He says, just as I have loved you. Now, I don't know if anybody thinks that Jesus never got tired, but he did get tired. I don't know if anybody knows that Jesus ever got hungry, but he does or did get hungry. I don't know, it's boy that small, if anybody ever thought about Jesus getting hungry or thirsty or weary, but he got all of those. And yet he kept on loving. He kept on loving. Even when people wouldn't receive the love, he kept loving. I love that about Jesus. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I for one have never deserved his love. And I for one have not fully reciprocated his love. But I do appreciate it. And, and, so, and so Jesus says, as I have loved you, then I want you to love one another. How does he love us? Selflessly, sacrificially. He, he got into uh, the, the people's space uh, in order to give them what God gave him to give. How much love do you need? The answer is you don't know. You don't know how much love you need because, because things may be well today, but overnight, you don't know what kind of needs will be knocking on your door. I wish I had some help right here. Listen, 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 listen. You, you can go, you can wake up today and have all your family from multiple generations uh, and, and wake up, go to bed and wake up the next day uh, and, and everybody's gone. You can wake, you wake up today and have a six-figure job and before the setting of the sun, uh, you are in the unemployment line. You can wake up today feeling fit and fine or whatever you call yourself. But before you make it home, you, you got to go to urgent care. I'm suggesting that life is too fluid for us to, to not love each other because you don't know what love, somebody said, well, what love got to do with it? It's got everything to do with it. Cause, cause, and I'm glad Jesus says love one another. He didn't say like one another. Because some folk already have their minds made up. Well, I don't like her. I don't like him. So I ain't going to be a part of what he or she is trying to do. You ain't got to like. Like is a superficial thing anyway. You ask a person why they don't like it. Well, I just, I don't like the way, I don't like, like the way she wear her hair. I don't like that man. Well, he just looks too young. What? Jesus 
gives us in himself the example of loving others. So much so that when he, he knew that we needed a Savior, he didn't shrink back because he knew what it cost. He stepped up and gave his, his hands to the nails and his feet to the, and all of that. And so Jesus is the example. But now, but now, secondly, 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 a new commandment I give to you. So now, love is Jesus' gift to the church. It's, it's, our, it's his gift to the church. It's his gift to the church. Jesus says, now, I'm going up to the Father. And you can't come with me now. So I tell you what, I'm going to leave you not only another comforter, which is, of course, the Holy Spirit, but then he says, I also am leaving you with an assignment. And your assignment is to love one another. See, now, most people, when they think about being a part of the church, they are only thinking about what I like, the way I like it, among people I like. And they show up at church when they feel like they want to come and get something. The Western culture, we are messed up because, because, and I, and I appreciate America as far as that goes, but, you know, America has this mindset of for the people, of the people, by the people. That's democracy but I want us to understand something democracy is not theocracy there's a difference and so and so we are challenged and charged with living a theocratic lifestyle in a democratic system and it's a system where we've already been tainted, brainwashed. I mean, you see how well it's working for America. But the bigger issue is this. God is not up for election. Nor, nor has he left the church up for election. I know, I know sometimes in our church, we have some, certain churches, we have, we vote a lot. Some churches vote a lot. I've, I come out, of, I, we, we vote a lot. How, how do you vote on what God has said do? Help me understand that. How, how do we, who's qualified to say, well, now, I know what, it's, what the Bible says. I know that. But now, I just think, see right there, you know. How do you vote on what God has said? No, no. You vote with your feet by doing it. So, 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 so we're, in, we're in this democratic world 
trying to live a theocratic life. Theocratic means God ruled. And really, what we're trying to do is mix the two together, and they really don't mix. So at some point, we got to make a decision. I'm either going to live for God, unto God, by God, through God, or uh, something different. And the last time I checked, nothing else works but God. I need, I need somebody to make noise right there. Jesus is the example for the church. I should say love is Jesus' example. But then love is Jesus' gift to the church. And then love, what's my third point? Love, love is Jesus', look how beautiful that is, is Jesus' connection to the world. Look, Jesus says, look at what he says. He says, verse 35, by this, by what? By loving one another, all people, believers and unbelievers, will know what? That you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. He says, I don't care how much you say you love. The only thing that shows others that you love me is that you love, other, you love one another. You can't love one another without spending time with one another. Come on, don't, 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 don't tell me you love me and don't ever want to be around me, don't ever want to talk to me, don't ever want to hear from me. That's not love. That's prostitution. I think. Somebody who knows better than I do, I don't know. Help me. Right? Is that, is that the way it works, the prostitution thing? Is that how it works? You don't want no relationship with them. Y'all going to get quiet right now? I'm, I'm going to go down the aisle. I ain't said you engaged or partake, partook. I'm saying all of us know how the game works. You ain't got your prostitute's number in your phone. I guess. She don't call you when, or he, whatever, the, whatever, uh, 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 when, when, when you're going through stuff with your family. She, gonna, she, gonna, she got a cell phone out on Figueroa. I heard you were going through something. I just wanted to call and check to see how you were doing. I don't think that's how it works. So let's not get it twisted. Jesus says, love one another. And when you love one another, you are, you are a walking billboard to the world that you belong to me. God. So if I don't love anybody in the church, I'm really saying, I don't love you, Jesus. How do I love him but don't want to love those others who belong to him? Single mothers, where you at? How you, how you, how you hook up with a brother who talks about how much he loves you? But uh, them kids, 
Y'all sure don't want to be quiet with a brother today. I, I just knew right there some sister was going to stand up and say, that's right. That, that, that's, that's right. You can't love my kids. Fourth. Show me that last one, please. Yeah. The system fails when we refuse to love one another. The system fails. Leave it up there for a second, please. The system fails. Love doesn't fail, but the system fails when we refuse to love one another. We've got a system failure. And, 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 and the thing about failing systems is that if you compare it to um, putting a, having a roof on your house, you never know where the leaks are until the rain comes. Didn't we learn that yesterday? You don't know where the, you don't know where the holes are. You don't know where the problems are until the rain comes. Boy, but when that rain comes, leaks spring out of nowhere. And friends, I'm telling you, life is designed in such a way that it's going to rain. It's going to rain. And, you know, Dallas Rains will do the best he can to tell you when it's going to rain, but, but Dallas Rain don't always get it right. We got to love each other. One of the reasons why we, on, on Sunday mornings, we didn't do it today. John told us not to do it. But, but one of the reasons why we do that regularly is because somebody has shown up who has not been hugged all week long. I ain't talking about groped. I'm not talking. Some of you have been groped. I'm speaking of... A holy hug. Some people have not had their, their hands shake, shook. Which one is it? Shook, you know, and looked in the eye and affirmed by another brother or sister. This ought to be the place where you know you're going to find love. And it's not based on what you did or who you did it with. There ain't no judgment about it. It is just love. So, friends, we've changed the name. Can y'all put that graphic back up, please? We've changed the name of our tribe or team, whatever. And we are calling it, can y'all see that? Connect Teams. Connect Teams. Because that's all they're designed to do and be, is to connect us. Everyone who has a birthday, I don't care if you've been to college, I don't care if you're broke, I don't care if you, whatever you might be, you got a birthday, you got a team. You don't have to qualify, you don't have to, you don't have to fill, out an, fill out an application, we don't care about your blood type. We ain't going to do no background check. That's the only thing you can be a part of in this day and time without a background check. Live scan. We just want you to be a part of the, uh, put yourself in a position so we can love you. 
We don't want you to slip through the cracks. We want to stand with you when you're going through what you're going through. Paul said, rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. I can't weep with you if I don't know you're weeping. I can't rejoice with you if I don't know what to shout about. I can't do life with you if I don't know what's happening in your life. Quit thinking your business is so exclusive. What is it about your business that you don't want nobody to know you? What, what are you doing? If you're in the witness protection program, okay, we'll work something out. All right, I'm way too long. Come on, let's praise God. Connect teams. Would you stand with me? We're ready to go. As we stand, there's a greater connection that God wants you to make. And that's the connection with you and Jesus Christ. That's the, that's the most significant connection you have ever or will ever make. Everything else is secondary at best to that one decision of accepting Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you have not accepted Christ, what does that mean? You have not believed what the Bible says, whether you have heard what the Bible says or just have not really put your trust in it, but but you have not made an intentional decision to say to Jesus Christ, I believe that you're the son of God. I believe that I am a sinner. I believe that you came for me and my sins. I believe that if I put my trust in you, if I believe that you died, that you rose, that you are coming back again, I'm, I'm saved. If you've never done that, I want to encourage you not to go another further without making that decision. Because the Bible is clear that if you die without ever having a relationship with Jesus Christ, you will forever not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. But you can establish one today. You can establish a relationship with him today. Father, we thank you now for the opportunity to accept you as Christ and to be connected to your church. And Father, I believe you're working on somebody's heart even as I speak. So Lord, I pray that, that, you, will, that you will love on them and encourage them. And, and, and even if they don't make a decision today or in this space, Lord, I pray that you give them time to get it straight with Christ, church, and call. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of your wonderful Holy Spirit be with each of us now and forevermore. Let the people of God say together, amen. Praise be to God. Come on, give God a hand of praise. Thank you for listening to Real Talk with Bishop Brown. We hope that you were blessed. If you would like to accept Christ, join our church, help continue the work we are doing in our ministries, watch live on Sundays, find us on social media, or give online, you can visit the link in the episode description. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.